It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome, everybody, to the Untold Story podcast. I'm Martha McCallum. Great to have you with us today. Jimmy Fallon's here. Hey. Hi, Jimmy. Jimmy. Hold on. I didn't do your whole big introduction yet. Um, So just stand by. His new book is called Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A-to-A guide to winning the war on fun. Uh, it says A to A on here. That's oh, it's so funny. A to Z. I'm like, wait, that's a really short list. A to A. <laughs> you don't want to work too hard. It is far. the A to Z guide. It is absolutely everything you need to know on winning the war on fun. And Jimmy, obviously, is a comedian, syndicated radio talk show host, Fox Across America, TV contributor, host of the Fox News Saturday Night Show, which is awesome, and author of this brand new book, which I just mentioned, uh, the Cancel Culture Dictionary. Hello. Great to see you. Hello. How are you? Good to see you, too. My my intro is getting too long, but I just (laughs) want to say this. For me, I'm in this wonderful place in life where people can finally ask me on the streets, are you Jimmy Fallon? And I don't just run for it. Right, okay. exactly. As a guy who drove a cab a long time and did stand up, <laughs> it wasn't always a good thing if they were like, hey, you Jimmy, but right now I'm in a sweet spot. So thank you for being a big part of it, Mark. You know, since you mentioned that, because this is called the untold story, mm-hmm. you know, do you ever wake up in the morning and go, wow, you know, I was driving a cab and now I've got a book and a Saturday night TV show and mm-hmm. all of this. What's yes. that like for you? Well, my mind is like completely blown on one end of this mm-hmm. because it's exploded beyond all believable bounds. I had this ambition as a kid, but it's definitely different having been here now, meaning I have my own TV show, my own radio show, my own New York Times bestselling book. As a Nassau Community College graduate, I looked around the list. There's not a lot of us on there. You know, like I majored in intro to Nintendo, okay? (laughs) But the point is, what it's like is it's fun because for me, Martha, like my whole MO, and this is the point of the book, is I'm one of those maniacs who wants to use his success for good. I want to get the country to a place, because this is how I got here. Every day in my taxi, I was like a force multiplier of positive energy. I would talk to people in the cab about their day because you become like a cheap therapist for them because they dump problems on you thinking they'll never see you again. Here's a newsflash. They do see you again. And sometimes it's awkward. <laughs> You're like, oh, look who's back if it ain't the pirate himself. Uh, but the point is, I got here so incrementally mm-hmm. that I'm not like shocked to be here mm-hmm. because it didn't happen fast. It happened. It took 20 years. Like when people say like, oh, you're an no overnight. overnight success. Yeah, that, all that means is you worked the overnight shift for exactly. 20 years. So people knew who you were. So in that regard, it's obviously thrilling. But I'm at this place where I like to share the story, not because I really want credit for it, but I want people to understand how possible this is where we live. It's the one thing that's lost on most people in this country in the era of outrage is we have it really good here. You know, and a lot of the places that used to be common culture, comedy, sports, music, movies, where we used to put differences aside kind of became battlegrounds. I'm trying to just get us back to a place. I can't solve the world's problems. You know, the world's on fire, but I'm the guy who wants to roast marshmallows on the blaze. And if we can just get together long enough to do that, then I think I can help the culture. So that's that's what's going on in this little brain of mine right now. You know what? I like that because I, I, I think it's important to sort of know what you're 
what your bigger mission is, yeah. right? In your work, mm -hmm. whether you're an educator or a comedian or, you know, you have to step back once yep. in a while. It's not just the paycheck. It's like, what's my contribution mm -hmm. um, to, to society? And, and something just struck me when you're saying that, because one of the things that has been lost in New York City is the sort of personal relationship with mm -hmm. the cab driver. Now, I didn't have any actual personal relationships with cab drivers. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> not that I can think of. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's... You don't talk, people don't talk anymore. No. You call the Uber driver, you hop in, you know, and, and the, the cab experience in New York used to be something, you know, occasionally kind of special. Yes. Right? In a lot you of ways. You build relationships with some of these people. They're my friends. Some of them still come to my shows. I mean, yeah. but the thing about a taxi is it was the original form of social media. I say that because a passenger would give, get in and give you a take on an issue that you would wind up sharing with another passenger who'd share it with another passenger. And by the end of the day, you'd have a completely different hypothesis than you started the day with. And what I ultimately learned was not just that there was a political discourse that was taking place, but it was a form of affordable therapy. Talking, just talking to one another is cathartic and it helps us because it humanizes our disagreements. Right now in the digital age, you just see someone who disagrees with you and you're like, well, if he could catch fire. But you forget in this age of incentivized conflict that everybody we're hating and rage tweeting at likes 99% of the things we like. That's why I hate social media so much because when you think about it, like Twitter is you're getting into a road rage argument with a guy who's not on the same highway as you. He's not. He's somewhere in Utah. You're here in New York. And the thing that made the cab great was you were on the same road, you were in the same vessel, and there was this communal thing for eight blocks or 12 blocks until you made a wrong turn, at which point you got stabbed in the neck with a screwdriver, but that's okay. You know, we need accountability. We need accountability. Um, you know, I was watching the Super Bowl this mm -hmm. weekend. I was um, away yesterday, so this is my first, you know, discussion with people at work about it. And I, I'm also thinking about the fact that Jon Stewart was back on on yeah. Monday. And I know you talked about this a little bit earlier on the, on the business channel. But, you know, it, th this question of that Stuart brought up about everything becoming politicized. Yeah. Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're this. If yep. you're a 49ers fan, you're that. Everyone is supposed to be in a box yep. and stay in their lane, you know, regardless of, of everything else. And I'm wondering, you know, what you think about that? Well, I think, and I've been trying to say this for a long time, is that sometimes there doesn't need to be a side. There are certain issues that they can, you can have an opinion, like I think Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey will last. I don't think they will, celebrity marriages. But it doesn't mean you have to take like a passionate side. And I think that's the biggest problem right now. The reason we're so divided is because everything is a battleground. We never used to fight over celebrity romances because they have the life expectancy of a carnival goldfish. Right. They're usually dead before you get them home and now we're making up some story to the kids about how we flushed Taylor and Travis down the toilet because <laughs> they wanted to go for a swim. So I agree with John Stewart in that, in that regard. And that's why with the book, with stand-up, with my Saturday night show, I'm just trying to give us back comedically, just comedically, an autonomous zone where I want liberals to laugh at my content because if it's true comedy, it can't have a political party because comedy itself is a party. So if you just go to where the fun is, it would resonate with everybody. And at our core, we're calibrated for that. Social media kind of broke the compass, and I'm hoping to be a part of getting us back on track. And I think Jon Stewart, to his credit, is too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I, I think it sounds like that's, you know, he, he does want to yeah. have both, everybody in the conversation. And then you see the reaction to it. You know, yeah. people are like, oh, my gosh, he didn't say that, you know, Trump is way more senile than Biden or yeah. Biden's more senile than, than Trump or, mm -hmm. you know, he everybody's looking for him 
to just cross that line a little bit yeah, yeah. so they can jump on him yeah, yeah. and not just let people talk. And it's and at the end of the day, again, what are we now scrutinizing? We're scrutinizing comedy. And comedy, as you know, is it's a buffet. Everybody likes different items at the buffet. But the way a buffet works is if you see an item you like, you throw it on your tray. We all get to make our own tray. If you don't like a particular item, you don't hold up the line and scream at the chef. You don't but, climb up on the stage and punch the guy in the face. That, well, you, you know, that's a whole <laughs> other day. It's a well, chapter in my book. Exactly. So there you go. Um, it is. And, you know, the book, I love the way you tie everything together in the book because you talk about the lady who gets into your cab with sock puppets on each hand. That happened. And then you're going over to explaining your thoughts on J.K. Rowling. <laughs> the Untold Story continues right after this. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. I think if you filter a lot of these divisive stories through the lens of humanity, which is like, this is how I encountered this particular subject matter. It's a reminder to the reader that they had something else going on as well. Maybe not a woman with a sock puppet on each hand, but that woman, I mean, I might have been the lowest point of my existence. In the J.K. Rowling chapter, woman gets in with a sock puppet on each hand. They want to go to Cadman Plaza in Brooklyn. They're screaming at me all the way there, but they broke me. And on the Manhattan Bridge, I yelled at one of the puppets. And I have to tell you this, it's a special place to be in life when you catch yourself in the mirror and you go, you just did that, Jim. You yelled at a hand. And they each had voices. Yes. And they were heckling me. They were fighting about my driving. They were in a big disagreement on their own in the back seat. And I, I actually this woman should have her own show. I, I, think. I love this one. This woman's great if she's out there. Maybe I dropped, we should invite her on. I got to get her. If, you could, if Sock Puppet Lady, if you're out there. I don't I know if she can get past security. I, I think you might have a, a chance. You know, the other thing that I was curious about, you talk about social media and, and how much it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. And cell phones yeah. destroyed our society. And I, I agree with you completely. I think mm-hmm. there are some redeeming factors of this. But just in terms of what we're talking about, people having conversations, yep. sharing something about your life, I share something about mine. We, you know, you remember that. It moves your friendship to, like, to the next yeah. level. Uh-huh. All of these interactions that just don't happen anymore. And I recently watched um, The Holdovers. Yep. I don't know if you saw that movie. but Only a little bit, it's, yeah. It's um, nominated for an Oscar this year. And uh, then I also recently went back and watched Lost in Translation. And one of the things that stuck out to me in both movies, they're about talking yep. and building relationships, friendships. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like small story movies yep. about interaction between a couple of people. And the other thing you'll notice when you watch movies from that genre, and Holdovers is new, but it's, it's yeah. based in the set, late 70s, I think, um, there's no cell phones. So you watch for two hours and you witness people who are living life without any phones. And it really makes you realize mm-hmm. how dominant yeah. it become in our lives. And it made me, you know, a little mournful for, for that life. Yeah, we had an attention span. And we also, you know, people like to tell us we can't coexist anymore. I don't think it's true. I think the problem is we're being asked to coexist too much, Mm -hmm. meaning we used to have political differences, but you wouldn't see the person for another two weeks or a month or maybe at Thanksgiving. Now the guy's just screaming at you in your pocket the whole day. And I think because social media runs on an incentivized conflict, it's exacerbating the problem. If you go on Twitter right now, right now, and you were to tweet, you know, Jimmy Fail is a nice guy. Congrats, Martha. You got 18 likes. But if you're like, you know, this guy's destroying the country, they're going to dive bomb in and be like, yeah, and you're going to get your digital dopamine. And I think that's the issue with social media is we're too connected. It prioritizes the wrong things. 
but it's ultimately superficial in that everything we've canceled did nothing to impact whatever the aggrieved class of people was in a positive way. I argue in the chapter about Native American mascots. A lot of people don't know this, but a Native American and Indian tribe donated the Washington Redskins logo. They gave that to the NFL as a forever gift. That's a real man that was on that helmet. They considered a Redskin the highest nobility of warrior because you were being allowed to paint your face to lead the tribe into battle. But in 2020, we were like, you know what? If we just change the halftime show, we've helped out Native Americans. But have we? Of course not. And that's the bigger issue is we're living in this age on social media, not of activism, but of slacktivism. And it's easy to be a slacktivist in any forum because you're just hitting a button with your thumb. But those button pushers are what is creating all the tumult in society. So I think to your point, put down your phone. The only guys getting it right are the Amish. I have Amish relatives out in Ohio. They're crushing it. They're not fighting. They're not canceling anybody. They're milking cows, making shoe fly pie, laughing at us. We thought we thought we were the jokesters. I think they got us. Yeah, I mean, my listeners have heard me say this. They're probably sick of hearing me say this. But one of the things that drives me crazy is when I see little kids like in strollers staring into phones and or in restaurants, you know, not talking to their parents, not talking to anyone else, staring into their phones. I saw one kid the other day had like this thing around his neck, Mm -hmm. you know, that was like a Game Boy thing that he could like lift up and down. You're a parent. Yeah. So, you know, how do you put this into practice in your own life? How do, how do you try to protect your son from overexposure? To well, to stuff? the extent that we could, Lincoln's 15 now. Okay, we have one kid, as you know, the state wouldn't let us have two. They, <laughs> it's a, that's actually not the truth. They just, they saw the first report card and we decided to stop breeding. We were like, you know, maybe we'll get a dog. I don't know. Uh, Lincoln's fabulous. But the truth is it starts on a phone because for a lot of parents, the phone is a cheap babysitter. If you want to get stuff done around the house, you just hand the kid a phone and, ah, you know. But what it spawned was this whole generation of kids who don't make eye contact with humans, yes. which is the weirdest thing in the world. Like little kids, you know, you say hello and they're just like, hi. And it's, you know, that's a thing now. Um, so the way we've tried to mitigate that with the link man is we did put strict limits as to how much time he could spend on devices. Mm-hmm. Um, he's found a way around parental controls on his Xbox. Oh, uh, they all do. <laughs> they figure it all out. They get the cheat codes. Yeah. But we've tried to constantly remind him that there's a world outside of his phone by forcing him to do human things. And we're blessed to have a family that's conversational and fun and funny. And he has relatives in Ohio. So we do a lot of things that require him to break out of that phone. And it's necessary, not just for kids, but for us, because you think about it, most of the joy you'll know in this life is not from pushing a button and looking at something far away. It's from experiencing it for yourself. So I doubt we're going to get an iPhone endorsement out of this interview, but we might just save the world, Martha. I wasn't really expecting one, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't coming for me. <laughs> um, so tell me, I've seen you live uh, uh-huh. just doing your stand-up, and, and I think you're fantastic. Oh, Martha. And, and different than what people might see in yeah. the other venues that they listen to you and see you in, which is great because there's a tremendous amount of variety to what Jimmy does. So tell me a little bit. You said you're about to head out on the road for a long time. Yeah. So tell us what you're going to be doing. The way this works, well, you know, I'll be doing stand-up. I hit about 30 cities between March and July. Vegas. How many times do you go Seattle. home in the middle? No, I'm home during the week. It's not so you bad. Are. Okay. It's not so bad because I got to tape my Saturday night show. I got to do radio. Yeah, you're then a busy you t- man. You take off again on the weekend. But I can take Jenny. I can take Lincoln depending on the location. 
But essentially, you go, you do a theater. One, just one night. You do one night. You do a theater. Might seat 1,000 people, 1,500, 2,000 people. But I meet everybody who comes to my shows. So the show itself is an hour and a half. The meet and greet's like another three. Because I, I'm invested in people. Because I'm genuinely fascinated by people. That's part of driving a cab, is you never know who's going to get in. So me going out on the road is as much for me as it is for them. Because that's kind of how I form my own societal hypothesis. It's by actually talking to people. Because again, Twitter is not the real world. If you just listened to Twitter, we would have thought there'd be a red wave in the midterms. No, you know, all of these things are not accurate gauges of society. So I'm a big believer in that hands-on thing. So and, I am hitting the road. And I, I don't know if it's true in all your audiences, but, you know, here I am on my high horse about um, smartphones. But I did try to take a video of Jimmy at his. Uh, at Whoa. His and the guy came over and was like, ma'am, you have to put your phone down. <laughs> Were you that gal? You were going to get thrown saying, out of the. Sh How awkward would that have been? Are you been? never allowed to oh, do that? You can't throw out Martha. Are you never allowed to record? No, you're not. You're not supposed to. Um, people I just wanted to share it with of, my friends. And no, family. and I did. I dig that. And I love you for it. And you have you, Martha. You have the highest security clearance in the administration. You can film whatever you want. OK, but the point is they try to be mindful of that only because some of that content will be commercialized like we had a fox nation special get shot absolutely yeah so the next time around i'm on the road march through july and i mean i'm everywhere though. if you see a woman with like a very large hat are you, you know, gonna be in disguise like now are you gonna be in a nose and glasses at <laughs> Actually, my jersey i'm gonna show? show up with puppets sock puppets she's <laughs> i knew that was you that's why we hit it off i knew you from another life Jimmy, thank you so much. It's always great to have you. Jimmy Fallon, the host of Fox Across America. His new book is called Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. And um, it's always fun to talk to you. You're thank you best. very much, Jimmy. Thanks, great to see you. That's the untold story for today. I'm Martha McCallum. Join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.